Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Monica Salafi, a registered dietitian, personal trainer, and side hustle guru. I know traditionally most people celebrate New Year's on January 1st, but I seem not to follow those same rules on occasion. I celebrate New Year's on my birthday and February is my birth month. So New Year is just around the corner for me. In celebration of my next trip around the sun, I am giving away presents to four lucky winners, one for each week in February, which will also include a copy of my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, Go to AnnaElizabethArty.com and make sure to enter your information in the box that pops up. One of the presents I will include is some delicious and tasty Jolly Time popcorn. If you have been a listener of the podcast, you know popcorn is truly my favorite snack. I have it almost daily, and I even found some leftover morsels in my shirt the other day, so that was fun. Go to JollyTime.com to check out all their delicious flavors, and there are some great coupons for your first or next purchase. Monica is a registered dietitian who caught my eye on social media with first, her stellar meal planning skills, and secondly, adorable photos of her pets. Since she was a teenager, she has always been interested in fitness and found herself lifting weights with her brothers. It was actually one of her brothers who suggested nutrition and dietetics as a career for her, and the rest is history. She has married her two passions into many different sources of income. Not only does she work a full-time job as a health coach, but she also has her own side hustle and business providing her nutrition and fitness expertise within her community. Please enjoy my conversation with Monica. Well, I think it's so cool how we've connected just through Instagram. I, I've just met so many great in, people on Instagram and I really have loved kind of following you and I really want to get to know you and kind of your story as a dietitian and where you started and how you got into it and where was that aha moment that you wanted to be a registered dietitian? Well, I have wanted to be in the health field since I was about, I want to say like 15. Well, probably earlier than that. Actually, my, one of my first, like, what do I want to be when I grow up was um, I wanted to be a yoga instructor so I could like just own a yoga studio. And like, if I was going to have babies, it would be like prenatal yoga. And so that was just like my, you know, I was interested in fitness. Um, and then when I started lifting with my brothers at 15, um, I was going to the gym with them on Mondays and Wednesdays and like bench pressing and doing these things that like I never thought I would be doing. But, um, and then I'd like go and do Pilates with my mom. So I was like into fitness and then I started becoming interested in nutrition. So just kind of like a natural fit, I think fitness and nutrition. And, um, and my brother, Matt, uh, I have two brothers. He's the oldest one. He one day was just like, Monty, um, what about dietetics? Because I had been looking at like colleges and like what I wanted to explore. So I was thinking maybe physical education or something or just health sciences. And when he mentioned dietetics to me, I looked it up and I was like, heck yes, this is exactly what I want to do. Um, 
this, I'm going to do this. And I went to community college my first two years. And, um, it was, uh, my, my second year English class where my professor was like, Hey, students, we're going to do this project called an eye search. It's kind of like a research project where you could pick your topic and just ask a research question and come up with your own resources and do interviews. And people were doing things like, like goat farming and like botany and just, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was all just over the different place. Things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm from upstate New York, if that makes, I don't know, that's probably okay. why goat farming was there. Like sure. farming is pretty big there. But, um, the, uh, question I wanted to ask is what do I do with a nutrition degree? <laughs> and so I asked my professor, I was like, Hey, can I, uh, just research like what to do with a nutrition degree and like research colleges around the area? And he's like, absolutely. And I was like, yes. So it was kind of like a dual purpose. Like I always love doing that. <laughs> I always love making sure if like, if I can do a project for one area, it can translate to another. So like kill two birds with one stone, even though I don't really like that saying, but you know, gets the point across. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just started researching, you know, good old Google, like nutrition degree and found out that you become a registered dietitian, or at least that's the answer that see, seemed the, you know, the most uh, valid way to go. And I started looking up what colleges around the area had a dietetics degree and that's when I learned that you had to go to like an accredited program. It couldn't just be any nutrition program. It had to be accredited. And so then I started interviewing dietitians around the area. Um, and at the same time, I was talking to an advisor about colleges and I was looking into state schools. Um, and my advisor was like, well, we'll also look at other private schools, too, because there's a school in Troy, which was near where I lived, um, called Russell Sage, and they have a great nutrition program. And I was all about like, you know, well, wait a second here, financial aid, you know, sure. like private versus state, like, hold up. Um, and she was like, well, a huge difference, right? So, um, but she told me, she's like, well, with uh, private school, there's private aid, there's private donors. And I was like, all right, I, I, I see what you're saying here. So I checked it out. And um, Russell Sage College, I saw had a graduate school where they offered a dietetic internship program. Um, and so I was gathering all of this for my research project. I was like, okay, this is great. Like, I know exactly what I want to be, like what I want to do and where I want to go. Um, and I, I'll never forget writing on the board, like, Monica Salafia RD. And that was how I started my presentation for the project because we had to do a presentation. And I was like, I didn't I search on what to do with a nutrition degree. I want to be a registered dietitian. And and then I just kind of gave a little spiel about what RDs do. Um, and so yeah, I just feel like that is my aha moment was probably my brother being like, Hey Mani, what about dietetics? But then that research project really set my my career path up um to go to school and um really funny anecdote a student in the classroom her name is Kayla she actually became my roommate in at Russell Sage and she was a nutrition major because of that presentation no so, way yes it was so like I'll never forget going on Facebook and looking up my roommate and um you know I saw the roommate's name and I was like oh I know, I know this her. girl. This, I, she was in my class. We sat next together. Actually, she was the one who did the botany project. And, um, and I guess 
she, cause she was into science too. And like, I don't know, I just, yeah, she was, so we became roommates and did the nutrition program together. She's in health service administration um, now, but uh, I just, I stuck with the RD route. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. See, you inspired someone else to become a dietitian just in, <laughs> just in your college career. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to, you got your graduate degree then in dietetics and then did your internship with the same college? Exactly. Yep. So with Russell Sage College, that was the undergrad school where I got my nutrition science bachelor's. And I actually, um, I chose Russell Sage too because they not only had their graduate school internship, but they had this pre-select option where you could apply to their internship if you were an undergraduate student early, which oh, meant nice. you could skip, yeah, you could skip Dicus. So, I mean, I'm sorry for any listeners out there who are going through Dicus because I heard it's not fun and I actually didn't have to go through it. So very, very happy about that. But, um, I just, uh, yeah, I applied November of my senior year instead of, I think, February, you usually apply. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, no, excuse me. I applied in October, found out in November. So okay. November of my senior year, I knew I was going to Sage Dietetic Internship. <laughs> I, well, gosh, just to avoid that whole Dicus thing is probably amazing. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, it made like a lot of sense for me just to be like, okay, well, I might as well apply because I li- I want to live here um, for now. At least I thought mm-hmm. I did. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And um, it just, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to give it a whirl. And if I don't get accepted, then I can go through Dicus. But mm-hmm. why not take the shot? Sure. How long was your internship? It was from August uh to june so uh yeah so not too long that's like perfect (laughs) yeah 12 i just remember it was 1280 hours that's the number that i think of (laughs) to to be exact (laughs) yes oh man filling out those hourly sheets just to make sure that i'm not losing hours that was i was pretty stressed not stressed but i was just like do not lose hours that was my main concern (laughs) (laughs) was there a certain focus of your internship um, it was a communications emphasis, which I feel like they did a good job incorporating that because not only was it um, just the dietetic internship, but you got to take master's courses as well. And one of the courses was nutrition communications, where we learned a lot about how to um, like assess the market and kind of come up with this campaign. And we had to do a certain food and just learning about how you write, how you create video content and just communicate nutrition. Um, So taking the science and communicating it to an audience. So that was really fun. That was, I guess, the focus that they had said in the program. I love, well, that's kind of, that's kind of something that you've embraced in your own career right now. So you do a lot of that as well. That's awesome. I've never heard of a communications emphasis. So that's really neat. Yeah, they were really, um, they loved, um, getting us to use different technology too. So, um, even in Russell Sage, the undergraduate program, um, they had us making websites and, you know, an e-portfolio. So my current website, mindonnutrition.com is the website that I made in school. Wow. <laughs> For, yeah. I just, you're really good at <laughs> multitasking all your, all your stuff. I tell you. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, you just got to make sure whatever project I'm working on, can it relate to something else so I can sure. be efficient? <laughs> sure. So you got done with your internship, you passed, you took your RD exam and you passed. And where yes. did that lead you next? Well, um, when I was taking my dieti- registered dietitian exam, I was already in Denver, but I moved to Denver. Um, like I said, in May of 2016, before my internship was even done, because I was at that point doing my community rotation and I wanted more sports nutrition experience. So I wanted to work with more of an athletic population, do more counseling. And when I found a preceptor on the Academy's website, I reached out to him and was like, Hey, I want to look for a preceptor um, in Denver. And he wanted to look for an intern that would do like blogging and that kind of thing. So that's how I got to Denver and um, oh, wow. just, just set it up right away. It was, it was pretty spontaneous, but I'm very glad I did it. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh yeah, it was probably the best move I made in my dietetics career because when I got out here, my preceptor, Todd, he knew I was very interested in fitness and he was like, Hey, I think you should meet Trisha, who is the owner of fitlowdenver.com. And that's when I started working with her and meeting gym and fitness studio owners around here. And so while I was doing that, I was sitting for my exam and then I passed my exam in August and I was kind of in between jobs, just like, okay, now I'm a, now I'm a RD, now what? <laughs> kind of like your yeah. book title. <laughs> um, exactly. Right. And yeah. um, so I just was looking around, sending out applications, but then it was my cousin who works for Noom, which is an app. Um, she was like, Hey, I don't know what you're doing, but our company is hiring remote coaches and I think you would be great. So I was like, absolutely. Um, and so I pursued that opportunity, but while I was sending out those applications, I was also just kind of dabbling in the blogging thing posting recipes, sharing on Instagram, not nearly as like serious. Well, not, I'm not that serious right now, but like it, it, I was trying. And um, at that time I was blogging, Noom reached out to me and was like, Hey, we'd love for you to write a blog review. And I was like, okay, cool. Does this have anything to do with my interview with you guys? And they were like, we don't know what you're talking about. So my cousin was like offer like sending me a referral to be one of their coaches while their growth team was <laughs> reaching out to me to write a blog. So I was like, okay, Noom. <laughs> oh, wow. So um, you were on their radar even before you were on their radar. Yeah, I, I guess so. So it was really funny the way it worked out because as I was using the app to write the blog, the coach that I was working with was like, you would be so great. Do you want to apply? And I was like, I already am, but thanks. Um, <laughs> so... I started working for them um, in November, and I'm not a registered dietitian in that role. I'm a health coach goal specialist, but it's helping me with coaching skills, so I love that. Um, and I've been doing that full-time for, since November um, when I got hired, so that's been a really fun job, especially just breaking in like as a health professional. It's been super fun. And it's remote too, which is really nice. (laughs) Oh, wow. So you don't even have to go into the office or anything. Correct. And it's funny because their headquarters office is in New York. So 
I left New York to get hired by a company that's in New York. Um, <laughs> so. so is that a full-time position then for you? It, it is. And yep. So it was, I started, um, I was first hourly and now I'm a salaried employee with them. And yeah, it's just a really cool way to practice like coaching and counseling skills, a lot of motivational interviewing. Um, because like I said, I'm not a registered dietitian in that role, so I can't prescribe like medical nutrition therapy, but that's where the private practice comes in. <laughs> sure. So that's your, that's the kind of the other leg that you do on the side then. Yep. My side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a side hustle, right? <laughs> I think everyone in our profession has some sort of side hustle or multiple side hustles. <laughs> I think you're right. And I, I kind of think it's a good thing. Don't you just to kind of have something else outside of your nine to five where you kind of work on the things that you're passionate about? Yeah, I do. I think it just keeps you creative and like just wanting to be, you know, better and more knowledgeable and just, I love being creative. And I think that probably most dietitians like to be creative and just having that other project to work on, even if it's not nutrition related, if it's something that just fires you up, it's, it's so worth having. Absolutely. I, I agree a hundred percent. And I, so like when you think about your side hustle because obviously you're passionate about your your nine to five job but you're a side hustle too you can tell that you love to cook and you love to work with people and you like to do meal planning so tell me more about that oh i do i love all of that and um i right now am trying to hone in on my niche which is um like working with fitness studios and gym owners to bring their members nutrition advice, um, whether it's one-on-one -on -one counseling or nutrition plans or member challenges, which I got to do my first member challenge at a CrossFit gym. And this is all, I think all of these puzzle pieces are coming together because of that first um, initial meet and greet with Trisha of Fitlo Denver. Like it's all about who you know, and networking is huge. So I have her to thank for sure. And then um, that's just kind of how I'm in this space now, just connecting with gym and studio owners and doing challenges and that stuff. So it's so fun. Um, I actually like never thought I would be really doing this this early, like seeing clients one-on-one -on -one and like hosting challenges. But I don't know, some, sometimes things just move fast and you just, I'm saying yes to things. I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I don't, you know, I think that's a good message just for being a newer dietitian that you don't have to be a dietitian for 10 years to get opportunities like this. But you, you also have created a lot of opportunities because I'm sure you're out like going into these places and talking, knocking down doors and talking to them and, and telling them what you can offer. Yeah, I mean, any opportunity I get to talk about things. And then um, I'm also an ambassador for Athleta which has been really helpful because I do monthly in-store events there where I'm just talking about basically whatever nutrition topic that I like. Um, I did one about intuitive eating recently. In January, I'm going to be doing one called New You, New Nutrition. And so it's just a really fun way to engage with the community, people who are interested in fitness, which is like people I want to work with. Um, and so, oh yeah, I'm definitely 
making my my subtle pitches when I can. <laughs> I'm not the best salesperson, that's for sure. I'm more like a, I'm really good at talking though. So I think that's how that's how it happens. In. That's the way. In. Well, and you you obviously are very into fitness. I mean, you're you're kind of going back to what you initially thought you liked the most, and then now you're just tying in that nutrition, which I think is so awesome that you get to have both worlds. Yes. And I have to say it wasn't until so I feel like when you make the decision that you want to be an RD, you kind of you go you go full Monty on that RD. Um like so, so that was my it, right? So that was like my life for all throughout college. And while I still worked out, I wasn't exactly pursuing a personal training certification at the same time. Um and so finally once my internship was done once I passed my RD exam, once I finished grad school, oh, I was like, I am, <laughs> a lot. I am, oh my God, it was so much, so worth it, but it was a lot. Um, but uh, I decided that once I was done, I was like, I'm going to buy myself a present and that is going to be the guided study for the NASM certified personal training certification because... I love fitness. I love it just as much as nutrition. It it was kind of, like you said, kind of how I started nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, but the RD takes up a good amount of space <laughs> in your life. So I just wanted to do that, do it well, and then focus on fitness. And now I can integrate the two of them together. So how was that certification? Like if you had to compare the two. So if you think about your RD and then your your personal training certification are they i would say i would think they're pretty similar um i think that the rd is much more intense um (laughs) oh yeah i mean because you know you have to get the degree right your your bachelor's and then you you have to do well in your bachelor's program so you can get that verification statement and then you have to apply to internships and then do well and then pass the rd exam so there's three pretty big solid hurdles you have to pass um, and then all, along with all the extracurriculars, right? Like you have to do volunteer work and you have to like, oh, sure. you know, just yeah. show your stuff, um, which sometimes it can seem daunting, but it's actually really fun when you think about all the cool opportunities you end up doing. Um, but whereas the NASM certified, uh, personal training certification, that's just complete this module and, you know, for 10 weeks and pass the test. And take the test. Um, it's a test hard. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was that hard. I definitely feel like everything that I learned um, in school for nutrition, like all the um, anatomy, physiology, and a little bit of chemistry, there's actually a nutrition section on there. Um, But there was only a few questions about it. Um, And I felt like they did a really good job at letting you know, like, hey, this is, we want you to focus on this area. And... um, yeah, I, so I didn't think it was too challenging. I, and I definitely think it's worth getting um, because I liked having that guided program where week one, we're focusing on this chapter, week two, sure. this chapter. So you kind of think for dietitians, since, you know, since you kind of pursued like the sports nutrition aspect, do you think that's a good kind of a good certification for dietitians who like fitness and like sports nutrition? Is that a good certification to get? I think it's definitely a great one. I also think it's, a little strategic and here's why who gets more nutrition questions than personal trainers <laughs> <So> true <laughs> i mean that's an unfortunate reality that we're yeah. all facing right <laughs> so i was like well hey 
I just got to get in there and I got to be a personal trainer. And then when the nutrition question comes along, I can be like, oh, yeah, I'm a registered dietitian. Um, so that's kind of how I see it. I just I see it as mostly like a good strategy, um, sure. especially if somebody wants to get into the sports nutrition um, you know, field and work with gyms or just kind of be that voice in the fitness community wherever you live. Um, Got to get in the gyms. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And that's what gets you in the door is that that personal training certificate. Yeah, I think that that has helpful because right now gyms and fitness studios and even wellness centers, they don't really have dietitians on staff, which mm-hmm. I'll tell you is one of my goals. Is it, it is like it's like my my ultimate goal in life is to make the fitness dietitian a thing. So we have clinical, we have community, we have food service. We need fitness. Like fitness needs to be a core thing. Are you so, thinking like a certification, yeah. kind of like your CSSD, but it's like a like a fitness dietitian certification or just? Yeah, I mean, I it would be nice if there were more full time opportunities for that kind of thing because right now it's kind of like if you have a private practice, you can contract with gyms. Because right now, when you walk into any gym, they don't have a dietitian, or they might not. They might, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like one of those things where if you want to, um, what do they, what do they call that rotation? It's like the, um, it's like you know that flexible rotation where you kind of get oh, to do what sure. you want. Yeah, kind of like you get yeah. to choose your specialty. Exactly, but like you can't really choose clinical, and you can't choose food service or management or community. But like. You're going to put it in the yeah. curriculum of internships. That's 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 your yes. Goal. I like that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I want to pave the way because I know a lot of people, or rather, I guess in my I don't know I don't in in my bubble, I feel like a lot of people who are kind of teetering on do I become a dietitian? Do I not? They don't want to because they first they think it's only clinical, right? Sure. And they want to be like more on the fitness side of things. So they feel like I don't need to be an RD because I don't want to do clinical. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You want to be a registered dietitian. You just want to be a fitness registered dietitian, mm-hmm. which there are some of us out there. Yeah. Um, that And like that board certification that is so on my horizon. I'm just giving my brain a little break. I was going to ask yeah. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to ask if that was on your horizon. <laughs> oh, it totally is. Um, I just know that you need, I think it's 1500 hours mm-hmm. and then you take the test and they only offer the test like twice a year. So I feel like it's one of those things where you have to commit ahead of time. So that way you can start logging hours, but the hours that you log have to be like you are doing nutrition with that specific population. Sure. But how are you going to do that if you're not working with them? So that's just kind of... That's why you're out you there know. doing your side hustle. Exactly. That and, and the personal training thing. It's like now I can get in there and say, yes, I've clocked in hours working with gym and fitness studio members and running challenges. Like This is all in, with intentions of becoming a board certified sports dietitian. But not for like a sports team necessarily or college, but for like fitness studios in the Denver metro area. (laughs) Because they're still athletes. I think sometimes we think that to be a sports dietitian, you have to be in sports. But I think people in gyms are athletes. I don't know. I consider myself one when I go to the gym. (laughs) Oh, heck yeah. Oh, my gosh. People go hard in the gym and there is some wear and tear on your body. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, physical performance, whether you're on the field 
or in the gym, it's, it's the same. There's just different goals, different nutritional goals. Um, but yeah, so I agree with you. I feel like the sports, the word sports makes you think of one area, but athletics extends to the gym. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, I think about CrossFit and I'm like, uh, well, I could never, CrossFit's not my jam. And so I think that's great. (laughs) Anybody that does that, but I feel like you have to be such a good athlete to do CrossFit. So, yeah. yeah. Or yoga even. I'm like, I think you have, like, you're really into (laughs) yoga too. And I'm like, you have to be a really good athlete to be good at yoga so yes and like all of those crossfit weightlifting running yoga they all have different nutritional requirements like you're if your goal is to build muscle and getting strength and like be faster you know with your squat or whatever that's going to be different than balancing and you know that kind of strength and flexibility in yoga but you're you're being physically active in both venues so Definitely, definitely an athlete. Definitely definitely. nutrition advice. (laughs) So much, so much. So I think about, so let's kind of talk a little bit. I'm going to go back to your, to your job, just because you said that you're not an RD in that role. Mm -hmm. You focus more on being a health coach. So is it hard to kind of separate the two when, because I think kind of like you're that fitness expert, but you're also that health coach, but you're also an RD so you're doing all these different things, but they all kind of mesh together. So is it hard to not be an RD in that role? Is you kind of feel like, oh wait, I can't say that, or <laughs> you know? Um, yes. So there are definitely times where I'm like, oh, I could totally, I could totally help this person in this specific thing. But um, being able to help somebody reach their goals without being as prescriptive as we are in medical nutrition therapy, I think really, really helps. And I think it's a really key skill to have because um, not every single person needs that MNT. And some people just want like guidance and accountability and kind of somebody to, you know, talk to about their goals and what their ideas are in fitness and in health. So being that health coach for them is really helpful and really rewarding Um, and it can get hard sometimes, but I feel like for me specifically, I, um, I don't know. I I think I've got a good handle on, okay, this is how a registered dietitian would answer, but I'm not an RD in this role. How could I make this more of a coaching conversation? Um, but I, I do feel like the coaching helps RDs. So like, even though I'm not an RD in my health coach role, being a health coach in my RD role is very, very helpful. <laughs> and I, I agree because I think that's one thing that I think probably lacked in my internship was that motivational interviewing and health coaching and conversation starters like that type of stuff. So did you have that in your internship or not so much? I had it in my internship a little bit. I had um, it in my undergrad a little bit and we did a lot of like mock counseling sessions so i feel like that was a lot of a lot of ors and deers which are the acronyms in in motivational interviewing um and then also new my company they do like the weekly we call it munch and learn and it's just kind of reiterating those skills and we have this library where you can like check out books um like for like ebooks um on the topic so I feel like I got a little bit in my like uh, schooling, and so 
now Noom is just kind of like um, polishing it, I guess. Sure, because they're providing you with the continuing kind of education to do that. Yeah. And then just doing it as the health coach is like, you know, you're always trying to have the person come up with their own goals instead of just saying, you need to do 30 minutes of cardio today. Or like, you know, it's very much like fostering self-efficacy and like, what do you want to do? And like, it's, it's kind of helpful um, to not be an RD because you're like, oh, I have to really get them to be you know, relying on themselves more than me as like the nutrition expert. So I don't even tell them that I'm a registered dietitian. Like we're all, you know, we're all health coaches. We have a team of different background. Um, so like some coaches are psychology experts. Some people are exercise physiologists um, background. And then there's actually a lot of RDs that work for new, but again, we're all health coaches. <laughs> so oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Do you, I think that's, so like maybe talk about your your position that way because you're doing it all remotely so i'm assuming you're doing it over an integrative hipaa compliant program and do you have the same people that you see maybe talk to me a little bit about sure sure so i work with the same um set of people and i am a goal setting specialist so what i'm doing mostly is checking in week by week on the goals that we've set together. And I do this through what I call my dashboard, but they communicate with me through the app, which it is HIPAA compliant. Like, so we're not doing email exchanges or anything like that. It's all through the dashboard. Um, and we do weekly check-ins and they follow um, a curriculum So every day of every week, they get an article or some challenges that they have to go and um, either follow or take the quiz or something. Um, And there's actually two programs. There's the Healthy Weight Program, and then there's the Diabetes Prevention Program, which is um, the CDC curated one. So that's kind of nice because I, in order to do that, I had to be certified as a diabetes prevention program lifestyle coach. Um, Yeah, it was really helpful too, because I feel like that's a really good like launch pad if I wanted to go into diabetes education more on my own. Um, It's like an excellent way to like, be up on the research with that. And um, so that's, um, those are the two programs. And that's how I kind of check in with the users. Um, And yeah, I have the same people um, every day or every week, rather. And they, they, they provide that company provides you with all your contacts and just kind of puts them in your inbox and say, here's your, yep. gotcha. Okay. Yep. Yep. And they come into a, they come to us in groups. So there's me and then there is the group coach who kind of facilitates like a daily discussion post. So it's all, it's like taking like an in-person curriculum where people, you know, go to a one location and they have a group setting um, and then putting it into an app. So it's kind of cool because there's accountability every day from the group coach. And then I'm there for weekly check-ins. Um, and there's like a food tracker, an exercise tracker, weigh-ins, all the good stuff. So it's, um, yeah, it's really nice because like I said, it helps with that coaching counseling aspect. Um, and I really like that a lot. That sounds exciting. 
I I actually have been certified in the diabetes prevention. So I yeah. I do in-person classes. So I think I would love to do them. It'd be I would I think virtually would be amazing. It'd be a great way to do that program. Oh yeah. I mean it makes it more accessible, right? So like, sure. you know, things come up in people's lives. Oh, I can't make it to this. And then you get that, oh, I missed this one session. That means I'm gonna maybe I shouldn't go to the next one. And then you lose engagement that way but like when it's an app it's super easy and like all you got to do is show up by clicking on the app on your phone (laughs) awesome that's awesome well that sounds (laughs) sounds like a great position for a dietitian that i don't think i would have ever even thought about as a dietitian that's out there that is available to us oh yeah i think rds make really good health coaches maybe i'm biased maybe i'm not (laughs) (laughs) well you're Um, one you're one of those (laughs) (laughs) exactly um and even my cousin who referred me to the position is a registered dietitian and um she worked clinical um but then saw that noom was hiring so she worked for them she actually worked on site at their headquarters for a little bit um but then when they were hiring remote coaches she was like oh monica's in denver and like she would be great at this. So, and there's a lot of RDs. I think we have 115 remote coaches and I, I would guess at least 30 of us are RDs at least 30. Oh, that's great. What's yeah. your, what's your office hours then? Do you mind me asking? Oh, not at all. I'm an early bird. So I like to jump on the computer at like 630 in the morning. Oh my ready God, to go. girl. You are <laughs> early bird. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I mean, I wake up, bring the dog out for a walk and then I'm right on the computer. And then I usually clock out at about 3, 315. Um, if it's slower during the day, sometimes I'll like be like, okay, well, I'm just going to take a little bit longer lunch, but I'll go on at night just because I feel like some people might be more active at night. Um, but it's pretty flexible in terms of that. And so that's usually how I do it. Like 6.30 to 3.30-ish. And then you do, and then your side hustle is that more... Since you are doing fitness and challenges and things like that, are you doing more evenings and weekends? Yeah. So I'll do like... Um, for the challenges, for example, I might start with a Saturday morning workshop where I... You know, I'm talking to the group members and, you know, introducing the challenge. And then when I have people sign up for the challenges, I will, you know, do my, I would say like my weekly check-in emails on Friday nights. And then Saturday mornings will be like the nutrition plans. And then I'll just do check-ins throughout the week, um, like on a Facebook group or something. So it's really manageable because a lot of it's virtual. Um, just that one Saturday morning workshop where I'm like, I got some free time. Let's do this. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. How do you, and when I think about kind of the things that you talked about with your side hustle, how do you chart, like, how do you determine I'm going to charge this to work with different fitness oh. areas? Is that a, was that a difficult thing to figure out or are you still trying to figure it out? I'm still trying are to you? figure this out. I'm still, but I will tell you this. When I, I'm trying to crunch numbers and think about, you know, oh, I'm going to spend this many hours and do this and all of that. And then I tell somebody what I charge. Most people are like, are you serious? Monica, that's too low. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, so I just, I like, there, I wish there was like a better formula out there for us, you know, side hustlers to know because I don't want to overcharge people, but I don't want to undercharge people like in the way that like oh 
like, I just want to show my worth. Right. Like, and I think that's really hard for all of us because I don't know. It's like, who says you can make this much an hour? Like, it's just interesting. Sometimes I'll like look at other websites or see like, what is your average dietitian charging? But it's kind of, it's doesn't really, there's nothing really set out there for us. Or sometimes I'll see like what nutritionists are charging. Um, and I'm like, okay, it should be a little bit higher than that, right? <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm just seeing numbers and I'm giving them a shot. Um, so like for the challenges, I feel like if I'm, because you know, I spend a good amount of time on the challenges per week, I'd say like maybe four to five. And depending on how many people sign up, um, like the way I did it at the CrossFit gym, um, the gym owner, who is another athletic ambassador, she just added it to their monthly gym membership fee. Oh. And, and then, so I think it was, um, how many people signed up? 10. Um, and so, no, it was less than 10. I forget how many, it was like six or six to 10 people. And so just multiplied by the challenge per person. And then I got a, a check from the gym owner. <laughs> well, that's kind <laughs> so of, that's how that worked out. Yeah. Well, and that's probably helping you come up with like, when you approach a business, like, Hey, we could do this at your facility. Cause we did this at a different facility and it worked really well. Yes. And like, it's also, um, one of the things that I have done is reached out to like dietitian Facebook groups and just say, Hey, are there any like dietitians out here who work with gym and fitness studios? And a few like messaged me on Facebook and then I emailed them just because I feel like this is an area where we could really thrive, but there's no real, like, there isn't a system put in place for us to, like market or, you know, like tell the gym owners like, Hey, we can provide these services for this dollar amount because like, I don't know, we're not really taught that in our internship. We're kind of taught clinical management community, Mm -hmm. but that entrepreneurial, how you, how you promote yourself as a business person. I think that's a little lacking. Like I think the Academy needs to get on that, (laughs) which is where you're going to come in. (laughs) Yeah. Be like, let's up, let's up. This is how we're doing this. (laughs) And just like your experiences yourself and you're just, I mean, it sounds like you're kind of learning as you go and you're just trying to figure out what works for you and what works for your clients and what works for your demographics. And that could be a great, if for anyone that's listening, you would be a resource for someone that maybe is thinking about going into this because you've got a little bit farther than they have. Yes, it's all, it's, it's been 100% trial and error. Um, yep. That is, that is my, my product protocol. I did hire a business coach. Um, and she kind of helped me figure out what exactly services I'm going to provide. Um, and then, so that helped me get a framework of how I can like share with, you know, gym owners and, uh, individual clients, like on my Instagram, how I market myself as a dietitian for gym and fitness studios. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was helpful to me, um, from my business coach who is, um, a registered dietitian. Um, her name is Katie Proctor. She actually helped, uh, co-found all access internships, um, which is a really helpful resource, I think, for anyone getting into the field of dietetics. Bo show. 
<laughs> so if you if you need some help, there are and I I started following Katie too. I hope to have her on the podcast because yes. I think yes. like you said, there's just so many entrepreneurs out there that just need that that guidance with their business. Yep, and I think that dietitians are really good at helping each other out. Um, I think I heard this on your podcast, and I don't remember who said it, but it was a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle, and that just resonated with me so much because I feel like everything that I'm able to do now has been because I had help in some way from somebody else, um, whether it was Katie or Trisha or my preceptors. Like it's all been just about who I know and having a little bit of confidence and risk taking as far as me saying like, Hey, business owner, like I have a business too. And I'm trying to do this. <laughs> and you need me to, to help you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just that outreach too is like really important. Just taking initiative and saying, Hey, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Um, it's yeah. This entrepreneurial ship stuff. I think is awesome when you have a community to talk about it with. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is why I kind of like doing this podcast because I think we all can learn from each other in some way. And we've all been through something that some of somebody's wondering about. So <laughs> it's good to hear oh, yeah. conversations. Uh, when you think about your, your side business too, I know that you do, um, you do like, I remember when I first started following following you, you were doing meal planning for people. Is that something that you still do? Yes. And so what I did was I saw on... Um, I'm, I'm a part of... I use Healthy, which is a the telehealth um, that's marketed to dietitians yes. and other health professionals. Mm -hmm. And from there, I heard about Gathered Table, which is a meal planning subscription service that RDs can use to help with their private practice. So I use that software to help create meal plans um, because I like them the way they uh, position it because it's not about like hitting certain carbohydrate macronutrient ratios. It's about like, here are delicious, yummy recipes that you can provide to your family. Um, and so that meal planning service aspect of my business, that is helpful by um, gathered table. And I really like doing that because sometimes people just want guidance. You know, they're not necessarily looking for that prescription of I need to eat this many calories, this many carbohydrates. They're just like, I'm just, I need some ideas of healthy recipes. And the recipes come and the grocery list comes with it. And it's just, you know, kind of taking the thought process out of, you know, making food, which it can get overwhelming sometimes, especially with all that information. But I think having the meal planning service really helps people. Do you get a lot of people that look for meal plan, meal planning? Um, I don't, I, not, not a whole lot, to be honest. I think it's like, it's more of an upsell for me. Um, I think what most people look for is, um, like guidance and support on how to balance healthy eating without being too restrictive. Um, and then the meal plan is another, like, addition right so it's yeah. kind of yeah exactly um but when i do like member challenges i use a lot of like the meal planning like uh tools from gathered table and just kind of condense it and make it into like something that everyone can benefit from oh so it's a really neat. great tool for any yeah rds who want to add that for sure 
I like that you said it's an upsell because it is, it would be an upsell. It'd be something that you could add on to the services that you're already, that you're already providing. Yep. Because honestly, like what is a meal plan without like guidance and support? I mean, technically anyone can get a meal plan like on Google. You can type in 1300 calorie meal plan, but it's that, it's that support and the guidance and being able to talk about what your actual goals are and does this meal plan even support those goals? Does it support your basic metabolic needs? Because most of them don't. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> um, so true. They don't. <laughs> uh, I've, I've crunched some numbers out there, um, like in some that I've seen in magazines. And I'm like, this is 900 calories. This would sustain nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I would be but, hungry uh, 10 minutes later after eating all of this oh food. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I, not all of them are that low, but I've, I've seen like mainstream publications come out with really low calorie meal plans. And I'm like, eh, this is where, this is where that disconnect is between sure. nutrition and the media and what people could really benefit from. Absolutely. Um, especially the active people, right? Because when we're active, we need more calories. Yes. And <laughs> athletes, that's more calories. Yes. <laughs> that's usually forgotten, especially like in a, the women dominated fitness classes. It's usually like lower calorie, lower carb diets. But then um, we're finding that our performance isn't as great and our energy levels aren't as high. And it's like, well, how many calories are we eating? You know, then that whole conversation happens, but it's the conversation that really is the helpful, most beneficial for the client. Then the meal plan is just extra. That's so, so true. That's so true. And yeah. I sometimes fight people on meal plans just because I'm like, okay, wait, <laughs> let's have, like you said, let's have that conversation first about all the other stuff yeah. and then we'll get to the meal plan. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cause like initially it's like, Hey, can you write me a meal plan? And it's like, uh, well, like one, one, not for free. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Two, um, <laughs> what, what do you, what, for what, what are our goals and how long is this meal plan going to be used? And like, uh, are, when are you going to get sick of eating a banana and one ounce of nuts every Tuesday? You know, oh, it's sure. just like, I want to help people learn how to make their own meal plan eventually. Um, and then just, yeah, that's kind of like the interesting thing about meal plans. It's like, it's a really great tool, but it shouldn't be the only thing. Yes. So true. So true. So when you, so when you think about your very early in your career, and I know that you said that you want to change our internships and have that fitness component, what other kind of things do you see for yourself kind of in the future? And you're going to do your CSST, those two things. Yep. I'm going to be busy. You are going to be busy. (laughs) Um, well, I learned that I really love being on TV. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, I um I got that opportunity because of Katie. She sent that along to me. She said, "Hey, TV's not my thing, but I think you'd be good at it." So, that's um so I was on a news channel 3 times. Well, like News Channel 2 Denver 3 times, but then I was interviewed by Scripps Media, which is like a national one. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of funny if you google my name, Monica Salafia news channel, like some like Nashville news would like had me on their station. And so in like California. So I was like, wow, I'm, I made an appearance there. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I really like that. So if I eventually could incorporate more of that, again, that communications role, Mm -hmm. I like communicating nutrition. I like to talk. I like to talk about food and nutrition. So if I could do that through like 
blogging and you know whether like more workshops and television that would be that would be very nice very well <laughs> put that plug out there if anybody has the opportunities that you are on yes. their radar <laughs> the law of attraction sometimes is real it is. I, think. I agree energy you can't mess with energy energy happens yeah for a certain reason and so. For sure. And like, I, I started bullet journaling. Have you heard of bullet journaling? Okay, so I saw your post on Instagram and I was like, okay, I need, I haven't looked it up yet, but I, I tell me about it. So it's this way of writing your own planner, but going really hard on the art and the fonts. And some people have the most beautiful layouts. Like I, I looked on Pinterest at layouts and, um, you, you're just creating your own planner. So instead of buying something from Target that has the dates laid out and like, you know, whatever, you're creating your own and, and you can write anything in it because it's just this blank page. And I actually, one thing I really miss about being in school is taking notes. Like you should see my notes. They were always colorful and very like, I mean, my roommate can attest to this. I was like an, expert note taker with my markers and stuff. So I actually miss that about school. But now this bullet journal business, I get to like do that. So I'm writing down these goals and I'm writing down these plans. I'm like, some things are happening like a few days after I write it down and I'm like, all right, this oh, is getting weird. That's crazy. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, this bullet journal thing. I like it. <laughs> and um, manifesting some good vibes, right? Yes. Yes. And it's just helping me lay out those plans and like you know, there's no, there's no rules, right? So it's kind of like, just, just put the pen to paper and draw. And I mean, like I said, some people go real and get real into it. And they're just artists. And I'm just like, I I have my colored markers, my pens, and I'm just going to write my gold. (laughs) Maybe draw a little Um, squiggly line here and there. (laughs) Yeah, a fruit bowl. I drew a fruit bowl. I was very proud of. I was like, yes, this is this is good fruit bowl status. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds fun. I'm going to have to look into that because I do. I very much like to have a planner. I think it's a good thing. But I like. I think I like the way you, if you're your freedom with it, because I think there needs to be more freedom with those. So. Yeah. Oh gosh. I recommend. And like, you'll see some advertisements for like really expensive, like high quality notebooks, but girl, just, I mean, any Any notebook notebook. that's, yeah. Like I have a dot journal that I think was less than $10 I got from Amazon and paper mate pens from Alphys Max. Like that's all, that's all I needed. I think that's all anybody (laughs) needs. Unless they want to, I mean, you can get stencils, like you go pretty crazy, but I think starting with the basics is a good way to go. I'll have to, I'll have to do some research. I'll just keep kind of, follow, I'll keep stalking you on Instagram and see your, I think you posted some of it on there. So that's really cool. I did. I, I made a restaurant tracker because Zach and I like to go out to eat. So I was like, Ooh, I should like keep track of the restaurants we go to and what we liked, which can help with budget stuff. Yes. Because as an adult, that's something I'm learning. They yes. got budget. <laughs> well, and it was funny because, um, do you know Libby off of Instagram, what, Ross Child? Oh, yeah. Of course I do. I love her. I do too. <laughs> so she just posted something today about budgeting for your food. And I'm like, I've never thought of that before. So then now you brought that up. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start really paying attention to that. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's oh I I I chimed in on that cat comment Did or you? post today. Oh yeah, and I can definitely say that it is helpful to budget. 
Because you know that thing that people say where healthy eating is too expensive? It can be, but it also is not that expensive. It just all depends on where you shop and if you're budgeting. So that's so true. You'd be surprised at like how inexpensive some really nutritious foods can be. So, and you need to be aware of those. We always forget those, those, (laughs) those inexpensive healthy foods. We're like, we only remember like the gluttonous, like expensive. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But like grains are delicious and like eight cents a serving. So true. Was, yeah. I remember that from school when we had to do those meal plans for um, what was it like? I think it was a community course where we had to do like a low income budget meal yes. plan for a family of four. Mm-hmm. That was so hard. That was. But it was very. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard, but we did it, and it was so valuable because now I'm like I can write a meal plan for like forty dollars a month. Not really a month, maybe a week, but. Her, Good stuff. But it's applicable <laughs> as we get older too, and you know, kind of thinking that way in our own budget planning. So, yeah, I'll have yes. to do that. That's see, maybe like that energy we were just talking about. That's two times I've heard about this today. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow that. <laughs> do it. Just go with it. Go with it. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to follow you and keep following you in the future just to see all the cool things that you do and share with the world. Cause I think, I think you'd be great in media. I think you'd be awesome in that. So you'll have to keep sharing links of you and features of things that you do. Cause I think our, my listeners would love to see that. Yes. I mean, let's see what happens. I mean, I think that year one of being an RD has been pretty good so far. <laughs> so year you're two, doing good. <laughs> I think I'm all right. I think I'm okay. I have to remind myself that like, I'm just getting started. Like I, I say to myself sometimes, you can have it all, just not all at once. I think I'm, Oprah said that first. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, you, we can say that you said it. But I think that's a good message because you, I think you're doing a lot. Like, I think probably even just looking back over your past year, you're like, oh, wow, I have done a lot of things. And even being a newer dietitian, I can do a lot of stuff. And that's cool. Yeah, I think, and it's helpful to write these things down too, which again, I did in my bullet journal, um, just to see like you're, you know, you're tracking progress. And I think it's really motivating for sure. Well, I'm going to definitely link your, I'm going to put your Instagram, um, in the show notes. So if anybody would, who isn't following you yet, I hope you do because she has an amazing Instagram profile and page. And you always, and you just did a fun video today about, your delicious sweet potatoes. So I'm going to make those. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm trying to break into the video sphere. Um, so yeah, hopefully more will be coming out. I just do them randomly. I don't have a system. I'm just like, I feel like posting a video today. You feel like doing it today. <laughs> well, you did great. So yeah. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank and you. I, thank you. And like my other guests, I know that I will probably do a follow-up sometime in the future with you. Just kind of seeing where you are sometime maybe next year and we can see all the cool new things that you do over another year. Yes, that would be great. Even accountability for me. Like, yeah, okay, got to <laughs> make sure I hit these milestones so the conversation's good. That's a good, that's a good, that you put that in your bullet journal for next year, 2018. <laughs> we're going to reconvene and have another conversation. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Well, I have a couple of fun questions to end. I end all my conversations with some fun questions. So I know that you've listened to them before. What is your yes. favorite food? My favorite food. I have, can, am I allowed to give three? Sure. Absolutely. Is that an option? You can have food. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. Because. I've, I've been asked this question before and I always come back to the same foods. My ultimate favorite food is oatmeal. I love oatmeal so much. And I know that sounds so goofy, but I, I don't know. I just, you love it. One day my, I, I do. One day my mom, when I was like a senior in high school, she made me breakfast and my mom didn't really ever do that. Like she, oh, my mom always cooked dinner and lunches and stuff, but like having, my mom made me breakfast when I was a senior in high school. I was like, this is pretty sweet. And she made me oatmeal with bananas and walnuts. And I was like, this is the most delicious meal I've ever had. And ever since then, I've been an oatmeal everyday kind of girl. Um, yep. Yeah. So that'd be I my like ultimate favorite. <laughs> yes. You can do it so many ways. Um, but then my other two favorites are sweet potatoes, just like my video today, <laughs> and peanut butter. I love peanut butter. I'd, so you can almost put all of those three foods together. You can, I have, and I recommend. Is it good? Oh, oh, it's so good. So good. I put, I mean, I think that sweet potatoes are like a neutral, all three of them are pretty neutral foods that can go any way. You can do salty peanut butter or spicy peanut butter. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not too into the savory oat thing I've seen on Instagram. Like some people are putting like, kale and stuff in their oatmeal. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not there yet. Um, but those three together would be really a nice hearty meal for yeah, sure. Would. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I, maybe you'll make it sometime. You don't, you can do a video on it. I could. Yeah. Combining my three favorite foods for you. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite beverage? Uh, good old H2O. Ice cold H2O. Ice. I like my water cold. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. I like to have ice with my with my water for yep. sure. Even even yep. when it's ten degrees below in Iowa, I still have ice <laughs> <in> my water. <laughs> yes, it's just more refreshing to me. Like if I'm drinking lukewarm water, more room temperature, I'm just like this isn't really hydrating me. Yeah, um, yeah. So I know that's kind of a boring answer, but at the no, same time, it's great. It's just, <laughs> it is my favorite. I do. Have a, I'm throwing in a new question. What's your favorite color? A new question? Yes, <gasps> I have to because I'm kind of intrigued by colors lately. Because like you're talking about right. energies and things like that, so I'm kind of like, I want to know what people's favorite Ooh. colors are. Okay, all right. So that's a good question because I actually realized that my favorite color might be this medium blue color. <laughs> <laughs> So not like, so not navy blue, not like dark blue, but not like light blue. So something in between <laughs> medium blue. Medium I have a marker blue. that I'm like obsessed with Do that you? I'm using in my bullet journal. Yes. And that's why I'm like, I my favorite color used to be orange, but it's not anymore. And I've noticed that like I keep reaching for this blue marker and I'm like, this is definitely my favorite color. Kind of like my logo. You know, how my logo is like, it's like blue yeah. that uh, it's just, it's so calming and pretty to look at. <laughs> That's your color. And yeah, it's just, it's my color. I like That's it. <laughs> what is your favorite scent? Oh, mm, 
I really like like desserty smells. So when I'm like looking for a candle, I like vanilla e types. Um, my favorite candle ever is Yankee Candle Blueberry Muffin. Oh my goodness. Um, it smells so good. It's actually a very beautiful color as well. It's so, your blue. Um, is it your blue color? <laughs> it's, it's darker than my favorite blue, okay. but it's still a very gorgeous color. And the smell, oh, so, so good. So tantalizing. It is just amazing, the smell. <laughs> good old blueberry muffins. <laughs> Back to blue. That's so funny. Uh, yep. What brings you joy in life? Um, what brings me joy on a daily basis? My pets bring me the most joy ever, um, on a daily basis for sure. Um, I have two cats and a dog and what's their name? And they just, oh, okay. So I have Ingrid. She's my orange tabby cat. She was my first, my first baby. (laughs) She made me a a mom, a cat mom. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, and then there's Tito. He is my tuxedo cat. Aww. He's like my little punk. He's such, he's such, I'm Italian, so I can say this, right? He is an Italian. Like he's such a little, he's kind of like a punk, but like such a charmer at the same time. That's it just funny. reminds me of a lot of people in my family. Um, and then, <laughs> and then my newest addition, which is a foster failure is Belinda, which I call her Belly. Um, because she shows me her belly <laughs> and she is an Australian shepherd mix. And like I said, we were just fostering her. I was like, you know, I work remotely. I can take care of a dog. I go for walks. And then the next day, my fiance was like, she's perfect. We have to keep her. I was like, are you for real right now? Cause you're the one who's supposed to keep me not getting attached. And, but we were both like, nope, she's too perfect. She's great with our cats. She's, she doesn't bark. She's like, right now she's just chilling on my couch. And like, I live in a one bedroom apartment. So she's just, just those, that's, they bring me joy every day. Just, oh, I love them. Love them so much. You put, you put some funny Insta stories about them. Hilarious. I have always said that if this whole nutrition blogging stuff doesn't go for me, I'm becoming a pet blogger, like a cat dog blog. You that like, would be good for <laughs> I think you'd be really good at that too. <laughs> I bless I love them so much and they do they just bring me so much joy. And I, I, I feel like sometimes my Insta story is all animal and then sometimes food. <laughs> it's a good combination. <laughs> yeah. What's not to love, right? Yeah. <laughs> pets and food. That's like on the top of everyone's list. <laughs> For real, like what bring what more pleasure in life can you get than having an animal companion who is just always there for you and some delicious food? Food, yeah, that's like yep. that could be your next blog post or your next um, adventure. Yes, <laughs> I have entertained the thought of becoming an animal dietitian, but then I was like, I just I'll stick with people for now. Like I got enough things that I want to do in life. <laughs> I need to slow down. <laughs> Well, that's good, though. I think dietitians are always looking at what's next, which is a good thing. Just to keep us, like you said, like being creative and trying new things. It's always a good thing for us to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me today. I had such a great time with you. And again, 2018, put it in your bullet calendar. It's happening. Woohoo! (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so... I listen to your podcast every day. I'm not kidding. Well, actually, I've caught up. 
So I'm like, okay, can't wait for the next episode. (laughs) And I recommend it to everyone who is like, I want to become a dietitian or do you listen to any podcasts? I'm like, you got to listen to conversations with Anne Elizabeth if you want to know about what dietitians are doing and get inspired. So. Thank, Thank you. you for bringing me joy also. Oh, <laughs> thanks, doll. Well, that's so sweet of you. And you enjoy the rest of your day. You too. I hope you warm up. <laughs> yes, I hope it's, a li- like I said, 20 degrees. That would be great. <laughs> 25. Here we go. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward to the day when Monica changes internships and adds the fitness rotation. I know I would have loved a rotation in that area. I think it will take a little time to get places of fitness and wellness to see the value of having a dietitian there and offering their services, but I also think dietitians who offer their expertise in both is the perfect combination. Monica is proof of all of that, and all the great things she's doing and making things happen within her community is amazing. Since it's my new year, I'm going to celebrate every day with a Stroopwafel from Dolman's. Seriously, I this is happening. It's going to happen every morning. I'm going to brew my favorite cup of coffee or tea and get the caramely goodness going to start my day. It will be the perfect way to start a cold February morning. And I know that it will make me happy and ready for work. If you want to know more about my birth month breakfast, go to stroopwafflesbydolmans.com and that's D-A-E-L-M-A-N-S and keep your eye out for them when you're shopping at Marshalls or TJ Maxx. My beautiful website, annelizabethardy.com is where you can read my latest weekly wisdom blog post. In these weekly wisdoms, I share with you my wisdom, of course, but I also share my latest crazy and fun adventures, food I am enjoying, a playlist of music motivating me to work on my fitness, and you may also find a really delicious and real deal recipe or something I'm loving right now. My book is available for purchase and you can find all my previous podcasts and amazing guests I have been so lucky to have a conversation with. I would be honored to connect with you on social media and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at AnnaElizabethRD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.